0: I just, I want people to see that what they thought was impossible is possible. And that, for me, is one of the driving forces. Welcome
1: back to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm your host, Katie Quinn. And in this podcast, I bring you interviews with fellow creatives and entrepreneurs, usually in the food and travel space. And this episode is really focused on the travel. I believe that passion begets passion. And to be successful as a creative takes hard work. So let's get inspired with today's guest onika raymond and i am so excited to actually republish this one this was episode number so about two years ago i interviewed onika because the podcast has grown so much since it first began i think a lot of you all who would love this interview with onika may have missed it the first time around it was in 2017 but i have to say this conversation holds so well i just re-listened to it and i was like check 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 ding 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 it's all it's all just so spot on so let me introduce you to onika she's the woman behind Onika the Traveler. It's a blog and an Instagram platform. She's a video host personality. She is a speaker. And if you already follow her, you'll know that she's also a new mom. We talk about laying the groundwork for a successful career and following your passions um, in a pretty strategic way. We talk about traveling and she brings her experiences of traveling alone as a woman of color. She talks about why she travels and some of the things that she keeps in mind as a brand. And now again, I have to just insert here two years later, some of what Onika and I talk about in this conversation, I think about it, I refer to it in my brain. Um, So it's really good stuff. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And she also talks about the importance of being open to having hard discussions online, which again, just resonates a billion times right now in this moment we're living in. And we talk about not only keeping it quirky, but also keeping it classy. (laughs) Onika's the bomb and I am so excited to share this interview with you all again. Really quickly, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has left a review of this podcast. The comments are really thoughtful. I'm so happy that you all are listening and enjoying. It means a lot to me. All right. And now, here's Onika. I am here with Onika Raymond. A.K.A. Onika the Traveler. Hi, Onika! Hi! Hi. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on my podcast. So let's give everyone a quick context of where we are, what we're doing. We just had a wonderful but grueling week um, shooting video with the Travel Channel. And tell everyone what we just did.
0: We sure did. So um, I work with the Travel Channel and I have a video series called Big City Little Budget. We've done a couple of installments so far in New York and San Francisco. And for this third installment, we're here shooting in Texas, showing you all of the uh, cheap and fun and quirky things that you could do uh, in and around Texas. And Katie was brought on as my co-host and it was fantastic. So we've just wrapped. Gosh, we had seven days of shooting uh, in six different cities in Texas. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be really awesome. Onika and I met each other last June, a little less than a year ago, doing a Land Rover project mm-hmm. with the Travel Channel. Um, and it was with a handful of other creators and influencers. And so this time, Onika and I were brought together
0: yes. to co-host. So it was a, a lovely uh, reunion, and I think that Katie and I work exceptionally well together. So I'm so excited for these episodes to come out, so you can see us both shining on camera, on screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was super fun to reunite and. I was really excited before even coming here with you to like to get you on this podcast, because to me, you epitomize what this podcast is about, which is following your dreams and passion and inspiration. So so let's dive right into it. Let's start with telling people what you do.
0: Yeah. So um trying to describe what I do is a little bit difficult because I do a variety of things. So I started out with a love and a passion for travel. And so I started blogging about it. Um, but I had a job initially as a teacher. I was actually a middle and high school French and English teacher. And the reason one of the big reasons I got into the education field was because I knew I would have the opportunity to teach abroad. And so I taught in a variety of overseas schools for expat children. And um, I used those job opportunities um, kind of to um, fulfill my wanderlust. So I lived uh, overseas in Hong Kong for about five years. And I lived in Europe in a couple of different places. And I lived in Mexico and uh, I traveled that whole time. And while I was traveling, I was also recording all of my travel memories and thoughts and my pictures and whatnot. I was, I was putting all of those or incorporating all of those into a blog. And what basically happened was that, you know, I was blogging about travel and then I ended up getting lots of opportunities to do a number of like freelance uh, projects, you know, for different outlets. And uh, then at some point uh, I moved to New York. Actually, I moved to New York about a year and a half ago. And it was at that point that I decided that I was going to try and do this kind of travel blogging slash travel journalism thing full time. And um, basically I hustled and I took a huge leap of faith and I thought, you know what, let's let's see like, what's going to happen? Like, how this going to work out? And um, yeah, it's been an amazing ride. And now I can say that I am doing this full time. I left teaching a year and a half ago and uh, I've been doing this. Crazy job that I can't even define in like a four-word descriptor because yeah. I'm just doing all of the things. Right. It's like um, like I called you a traveler because that's what you are, and that's kind of what your
1: brand is is all about. Yeah, in like yeah, sure. In like a quick quick descriptor, mm-hmm. but you are. Yeah, so you're a personality, you're yes. a writer, yes. you give a lot of speeches, you give keynote yes. speeches at conferences, you are on panels, and you're also, of course, your own branding person, your own right. marketing
0: person, and all of the things that go behind um, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I mean, I work really heavily in the travel media field, um, and, you know, so I've, you know, freelance. Writer and journalist and on-air personality and uh, speaker and and all of these different things. Destination marketer, influencer on social media and so on and so forth. Um, So, yeah, it's a grab bag of things, but it's really enjoyable. It's super dynamic. Um, It's a lot of hard work, but um, I'm definitely doing things that I enjoy daily. And for me, that's super important. And it's really fulfilling to be doing something like that.
1: Well, and, you know, you started doing it when you were a a teacher full time, Mm -hmm. as you just said, and you started a blog on the side Mm -hmm. that just came so purely out of a place of passion. Yes, And this is the thing that I love about your story is that because I feel like so many influencers are like... In their early 20s, you know, like social media, like this is their language. And and I think that it's honestly refreshing and there's so much more substance to you and what the things that you talk about. I mean, even in your Instagram captions, there there's so much depth and you're such thank a beautiful you. writer. You're a really great role model for Aww, anyone looking you. to doing this um, because you have built yourself into this kind of person. I mean, w- at what point did you, did
0: you feel that it was time to take the leap? And had you,
1: have you always known that you wanted to take that leap?
0: Um, no, I didn't, I didn't always know. Um, I, I basically just kind of went with what feels good. And honestly, even in terms of what I want now, you know, what the ultimate goal is, it's something that changes and, and shifts all the time. It's not, Um, something that is static. Um, I really just want to keep on creating content that I enjoy and being parts of projects that I enjoy. Uh, And so, no, I, I didn't know exactly what it was that I wanted. I just knew that I wanted to live a life that was unconventional and I wanted to do something or live my life in a way such that I was excited every day and learning something new every day. I couldn't really put my uh, my finger on what that was, but I knew that travel kind of um, fulfilled that need or satisfied that need. Um, and then I realized that I really enjoyed, you know, sharing my travel advice and my stories. And then in doing that and being asked, you know, over the years to, you know, do public speaking and so on and so forth, I realized that I really enjoyed you know, the, the aspect of like posting and presenting as well. So it's definitely been an evolution. Um, and my wants and needs and desires have like evolved uh, over the years. So I just want to keep on, you know, on this path, basically. I saw an interview with you in
1: which you expressed like a deep motivator in you to do this kind of thing and to make it so public, right? Cause you can love to travel and not necessarily mm-hmm. talk about it or share it, but that a part of your motivation is that you don't see many people who look like you oh. on, in the public space, traveling and being so adventurous. Mm. Um, and so that, that is, that is a reason why
0: you put yourself out. There. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for diversity in travel. And when I talk about diversity, I mean, a lot of the time um, I'm speaking specifically about, you know, my own personal uh, stake in the matter, you know, as someone who is a black woman who travels. um, I I really, I write a lot of my stuff um, for people like me, for black women or for women of color um, who don't really know or don't really think that this sort of lifestyle can be for them. I just, I want people to see that what they thought was impossible is possible. And that for me is one of the driving forces behind what I do. That is definitely a guiding principle um, and a reason, a raison d'etre, if you will, as to why I, you know, write and, and share and, um, you know, produce, you know, audio visual content, which I think is, is so powerful. And I have to say,
1: when you said raison d'être that made me think I need to share with the audience and when he is fluent in French can you just give us like a little taste I don't know say uh, say hey to the
0: audience in French uh, Bonjour tout le monde je m'appelle Monica Raymond et je uh, suis Canadienne et uh, je parle français et je pense que c'est super important de parler d'autres langues et de parler des langues étrangères pour pouvoir communiquer avec, uh, avec enfin les, 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 les gens autour du monde Je suis d'accord avec toi
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can speak French like five percent as well as Uniq again, but and I love her French voice. I like every time I'm around her, I just want to hear it. Um, it's great. Uh, but so I obviously cannot relate to being a woman of color traveling, but I can absolutely relate to being a woman traveling. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, as much as I travel, I rarely travel alone. Or if I'm alone, it is meeting someone or people or a group of people elsewhere. And I am amazed. And I I find a lot of inspiration in what you do. You will just hop on a plane and you will go places all like all over the place. You were just recently in Ghana and you met up with a group of friends there, but you've been to like Azerbaijan, yeah, like sure. crazy places. Well, to me, crazy places, certainly atypical places. So mm-hmm. tell us some of the places that you've gone and what it feels like to, I don't know, to be a woman going to those places.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that as women, we are taught to operate from a position of can't. So as women, we are often defined by our limitations. So we are not as strong as men. We are not as capable as men. Um we are not allowed to be selfish because we're supposed to be nurturers and shoulders to cry on and cooks and maids for all of the dependents in our lives, whether they are children or adults. Um, And so when you operate from this position of can't or when you operate from this position of lack. Um, I think that that's something that you internalize. So as a woman, you feel uh, just because you've been indoctrinated for so long and told that you cannot do this thing or that thing because of your sex, um, you internalize that. So one of the, I think, um, myths about travel is that it's more dangerous or it's, or it's inherently dangerous for women more so than it is for men, which I think is absolutely preposterous. So. I don't let fear hold me back. Um, I never have really considered my gender to be an issue uh, for me when I travel. Um, It's not really something that I think about race. You know, once in a blue moon, I've kind of thought to myself, oh, well, you know, am I am I putting myself in some sort of inherent danger traveling to X place as a black woman? But actually, not really. A lot of that comes from like external people kind of being like, oh, were you scared or are you scared to go to this destination or that destination? Um, So, yeah, I I don't really think about it. I've traveled to the Middle East on my own. I mean, I was just in Bahrain and in Kuwait last November by myself. Absolutely love traveling in the Middle East uh, on my own. I actually feel as though I'm treated better in some ways than if I were to have traveled with a man or a man at my side um, I've been to like Qatar and Oman and all of that on my own um, you mentioned Azerbaijan uh, just a few weeks ago I was in Togo on my own in West Africa um, so yeah I just I, I am somebody who enjoys my own company I also enjoy meeting new people when I travel and that's a huge reason why I travel in the first place. So yeah, I just, I don't let myself be limited by that. I I definitely stay safe and I take certain precautions, Um, but I feel as though if I were a man, I would take exactly the same precautions. So I think mindset has a lot to do with things and and not allowing yourself um, to, I don't know, to, to believe
1: the hype. I think that an important part of the context of everything that you're talking about right now and of how you love meeting people and you love traveling around the world by yourself and is that you are a happily married woman of five years to rob a super wonderful man and like. How does your love of travel and solo
0: travel sometimes, I know you and Rob have traveled amazing places together. Mm-hmm. So I've been married, so I've been with my partner for almost nine years. Uh, we've been married for uh, just over three and a half years. Oh, I thought it was closer to five. Yeah, uh, like closer to four. You know, people always ask me, and I've written about it, and people are always like, why? why do you travel without your husband? And they find it puzzling that, you know, I have this partner who loves to travel. But yet I still travel like willingly on my own. And my response to that is that, you know, I was an individual who loved travel long before I even knew this man existed. Um, I don't feel that because now we're in a couple that I shouldn't be able to still travel on my own and do this thing that I loved for you know, well over two decades before I met him. I don't I don't feel that, you know, the fact that I'm married means that the way I move about the world has to change. And so obviously, when you have any sort of significant other or any sort of dependent, there has to be a conversation. Um, I consult with him and let him know that I, I'm I wanna travel to X Place or that I'm going to be traveling to a certain destination. Um but I don't I certainly don't need his permission to go anywhere. So You know, it's it's a it's a conversation, I think, being open and honest with your partner with regards to um, your needs and desires and um, the ability to do that which you enjoy, whether or not it includes them, um, I think having that important or that that dialogue that open dialogue is particularly important
1: we've had several conversations throughout the week that i've been like "Ooh, i want to talk to about this uh, for the podcast making a living as a uh, creator, influencer, all of the uh, titles you can put on what we do, mm-hmm. and we were talking about branded mm-hmm. content, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and <laughs> I think you said
0: bloggers got to eat. Bloggers got to eat. <laughs> bloggers got to eat. Um, I wrote a piece on this um, a couple of months ago, and it was called "Bloggers Got to Eat," <laughs> and in it, I basically. Talked about the need, you know, in order for this sort of lifestyle or this sort of career to be sustainable, you know, the reality is that you need to make money. You need to make money at it. Um, And I know a lot of creators are worried about doing too much sponsored content because, you know, their fans. their, their, their followers will be upset or will think that they're not authentic and so on and so forth. And my response to that is that the fact that you're doing sponsored content is not an issue. Um, the issue is how you promote that sponsored content and the fit of that sponsored content with your personal brand and the people who follow you and your followership basically so I mean now that this is my full time job I mean I you know kind of have to, to live and die by these sponsored campaigns and that in and of itself isn't an issue um, I just make sure that when I'm doing these things that they align with my message and my branding um, and that I incorporate them into my content in a way way that is still authentic. So, for example, I don't drink alcohol. Um, So, you won't see me working with... An alcoholic beverage brand uh, anytime soon. Because if I did, that wouldn't be authentic to my brand. This reminds me of a conversation
1: we had earlier about like, neither of us, we very consciously choose not to cuss in our captions or in our videos. And that's a choice that we've made because we feel that that aligns with our brand and it kind of goes to longevity. What you said in response to this conversation earlier was, Keep it classy. Yeah. And so if my
0: slogan is keep it quirky, I really feel like an Onika slogan is keep it classy. Yeah, totally. I think um, that you can still maintain who you are and and have your voice and your unique perspective. I think you can do all of that um, and still maintain some class and, and grace and all of that. Um, I'm someone who... You know, I like to tackle controversial topics. Uh, I like to incite this debate and discussion, um, whether it's on my blog or on my social media feeds. And I'm not one to back down from you know, dissenting opinions, let's say. But one of the things that I've learned and I think that my teaching background has really served me well and my teaching background has helped me with this is um, I think I have become more aware of and adept at uh, conflict resolution um, and conflict de-escalation. And... You know, I want to have difficult discussions, um, but I don't necessarily want them to escalate. I always want to make sure that they are reasonable. And I always want to make sure that I'm expressing myself in a way, even if, you know, I'm upset or I don't agree or I'm feeling attacked or defensive, uh, I always want to make sure that at least online um, or in my public persona that I maintain my dignity and maintain grace. Um, And so I think keeping that in mind and also given my background that I've worked really hard at and I think I really succeed at... Um, kind of de-escalating conflict. So having those difficult conversations but they don't spiral out of control at least not on my end. I always keep it classy like in my responses and I think that that's something that's really important if you want to have longevity in the industry. Um, Nobody wants to be known as that that girl or that guy who like freaked out and was totally just awful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like keep your head on straight. Perspective. Perspective is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of Open, being open to discussion and engagement. Um, You recently, while we've been on this trip, you posted um, on Instagram Mm -hmm. about um, this well known female travel blogger who went to Africa and had a picture of like her and a little African child. Tell us about that um, post and and the reactions to it.
0: Oh, so basically I had noticed a post on Instagram uh, that had been done by a very popular travel Instagrammer. And as you said, she was holding She she had traveled. um To a country in East Africa And had volunteered At some sort of um, I don't know, she had volunteered with some sort of initiative In in some sort of village And she's a a white um, Blogger And, you know, basically Made this post and she was holding a black child And, you know, for me The optics seemed a little bit Off and I wanted to Kind of address that and I wanted to Appeal to my followers Um To let them know that, you know, it's something that they need to consider, you know, the the optics of of certain things and and how things look and the power dynamic and so on and so forth. So um, I basically made a post about it, um, whether you want to call it, you know, calling out or calling in. Um, And I basically kind of cited, you know, what I Thoughts or what I perceived from that image, and you know, it's it's a difficult conversation I think to have. A lot of people out there who are putting out travel content are not necessarily well versed or knowledgeable um, about certain aspects. I guess Um, I don't know. I think that's it's. How do I put this? I think that traveling is so much more than putting up pretty pictures and you know talking about the fun things and and all of that. I think that travel can often be controversial and um, you know, travel, by definition kind of has to to do with governments and policies and politics and legislation and um, unfair laws and and all of these things and and colonialism and slavery these are all aspects of, of travel right so when we talk about travel a lot of the time we think of it in this like very generic kind of leisurely sense but I think there are many socioeconomic and political aspects attached to travel. And in my particular sphere, or, you know, in terms of my work, a lot of the stuff that I do... um, is related to that and I'm rambling now, but basically I'm telling you why I decided to call attention to this thing that I saw, this image that I saw that I found unsettling. It's equally important to highlight these sorts of socioeconomic um, aspects and political aspects of travel as you know the five best beaches in Bali or whatever
1: right right
0: and and also as you're doing that to be open
1: to engagement and the discussions that come from because this this Instagrammer um, she I I suppose was uncomfortable with some of the comments she received I mean really amid the hundreds of comments of like you're amazing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and she took down the post because of a few I suppose controversial Mm -hmm. comments Um, comments right yeah sure Mm -hmm. And that she she just took it down uh, as opposed to um, like head on addressing Mm -hmm. them.
0: Right. I think a lack of critical engagement that the lack of critical engagement that I see from some travel personalities is disappointing. Um, But that being said, I mean, if you're putting content out there, um, then I guess you are free to not engage with that side, but understand that people or followers are kind of free to question you or um, challenge you with regards to that stance yeah. or non-stance, as it, as it were.
1: So this podcast is
0: about entrepreneurs
1: and food and travel and creativity. And um, so obviously with you, we check the entrepreneur box hardcore. We check right. the travel box hardcore. So I feel the necessity to
0: at least touch on food with you and what role does food play in your life? Oh, I think that food, I mean, is is a very important part of travel. I think you can learn so much about a people and their culture through how they prepare their food, what they eat, uh, the traditions surrounding, you know, the preparation of the food and the celebrations that the foods are, are part of. So, yeah, I think that, you know, food is a very important part of travel. For me, at least, when I go to different places. Um, but that being said, I do have certain, I guess, dietary restrictions, which makes it a little bit difficult to navigate. Um, so yeah,
1: but that's also empowering to know that even someone with some dietary restrictions that doesn't stop you from traveling anywhere no, no,
0: around. Definitely, the world. definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I think it's important to to not let yourself be held back by details yeah. you know small details and so you um were raised in toronto
1: your mom is jamaican mm-hmm. my dad is jamaican as well okay and so what do you think about um when you think about comfort food what does that food look like for you
0: oh well i mean um i love jamaican food um and jamaican food is uh like you know very heavy um In terms of, you know, the the sauces And um, there's a lot of starch And carbohydrates involved So you get a lot of, like... You know, these like what we have like um, banana, like green banana and um, dumplings and all of these things that we kind of call provisions that we boil up and put in stews and soups and uh, we use them as accompaniments as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of that food. I, I like, you know, Druk chicken and curry goat and beef patties with cocoa bread and ackee and saltfish. Um, it's very flavorful food. So Caribbean food by definition is very, very, very flavorful and quite spicy as well. So um, I think that growing up eating lots of that food meant that my palate was really trained so now, like when I think of some of my favorite world cuisines that are not from the Caribbean, um, I'm immediately drawn to Thai food, for example, because it's so flavorful. Um, and you see some of the same elements from Caribbean food, like, for example, the curries. I'm also a huge fan of Indian food for the exact same reasons. Yeah, Those are the sorts of foods that I gravitate towards.
1: I uh, I kind of can't believe that you and I could even muster up to have an intelligent conversation because <laughs> <laughs> it is the end of a long week yes. that has truly been go, go, go. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, before I let you go, will you just tell
0: me like what's coming up next for you or what can people expect of Ooh. Onika Raymond? Well, I have loads and loads and loads of things coming up and you're actually reminding me that I need to write kind of a... An update post on my blog Kind of sharing those things But um, I'm going to be speaking At a number of different conferences Uh, One of them is actually this weekend Which is Women's Travel Fest I'm going to be Um Um, giving a keynote speech there as well as participating on a panel. Um, Gosh, I have some travels coming up. I'm going to be heading to Hawaii and I'm going to be going to Jamaica for Jamaica Carnival. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of fun, interesting travel stuff coming up. Lots of things on the horizon as well. So
1: stay tuned. Yeah, and you guys really follow Onika because you do not want to miss what what. this scale is up to Where can they find you? Where can they follow you?
0: Yes. So you can uh, find me on Instagram at Onika Traveler and Traveler spelled with two L's because I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can also find me uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Same handle. So at Onika Traveler and you spell my name O-N-E-I-K-A. You can also find me on my blog, which is Onikatraveler.com. <laughs> Monika, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You are
1: an inspiration. Aww. I'm so happy that we got to work together this week. Thank you. And, um, Likewise. Okay, last, last, last question for you. I promise um, you know that my slogan is keep it quirky. Yes. How do you in your life, how do
0: you keep it quirky? Ooh. Well, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> But if you watch my IG stories, you will see that I do come with a lot of quirk. Bye. Bye, Onika. Bye. Thank you. How
1: awesome is she? So, you guys heard where to follow her, and make sure you do because her content is fun, truthful, on point, and inspirational. And you know where to find me on Instagram at QKatie and at Keep It Quirky Podcast. Thanks to the musician who wrote this theme song at Funky Be Cute. Until next time, don't forget to keep it quirky.